Well, what is marketing's purpose, right? It's to communicate value to the customer. That's it, sure. 100%. It, yeah. It's to be able to hook them. Um, and all too often it's, uh, in Sandler, it's a funny, uh, I, I still use several idioms from uh, from Sandler, but one of sure, them is great. spilling your candy in the lobby. <laughs> and and the thing is, is, the way that David Sandler, who's no longer with us, he would explain to it, you're so excited to get to the movie that you grab everything you can at the counter and you're running and you trip and fall and you spill your popcorn and your candy all over the lobby floor. <laughs> so you're over there frantically trying to pick it up. And that's the problem with a lot of salespeople that I feel yeah. is mm. that they're they're felt like they have to rush and tell you everything. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Thinking Project Podcast, where we interview founders and creatives to help you take the next step in your business by listening to inspired stories of these wonderful founders. I hope you enjoy this podcast and make sure to share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. Okay, now we're rolling, Jesse. How are you, my well, friend? Dude, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> so you were, listen, you were talking to me about the Accelerate Conference. You had some really awesome ideas about how marketing and sales interact. And I think that that's a great little piece of info because one of the hardest things for salespeople to, to empathize with is marketing, right? Because, you know, it's like, you think, you either think that marketing, uh, you know, because like, if you're not, if you're not a marketer, right. You feel like marketing is full of uh, like vanity metrics. Right. So like, yeah. you know, there's just a lot of like, you know, like this isn't actually helping me. Right. But, uh, but then, you know, and then you have marketers who are like, you know, if, you know, they kind of like attack the egos of the sales guys. Right. Which is like, which is to say like, if you guys are so good, why can't you close anything I throw you away? And so we get this, you know what I mean? It's like, you get this kind of like, this these this headbutt this battle right where there shouldn't be right but you had an interesting way of putting that just before we hopped on right which is to what which is marketing's job is to what to not make salespeople feel like assholes when they go to talk to their clients <laughs> because sometimes you have sometimes it's like dude this you know these leads came in and you're like oh freak dude <laughs> well i mean you know for instance where, where my mind changed so um you know and, and i throw it to you brother i i really respect that you have honed in and are trying to be able to teach people the art of, of selling because anybody can learn this, uh, but it's it's quite difficult to actually put it to work. And so it's theoretical and practical. Um, I'm a Sandler graduate. I went through Sandler training years and years ago. It was a great start, but when I see salespeople today and I was talking about the Accelerate concert the conference, yeah. uh, every booth that was there, they might as well been trying to pat me down for my wallet uh, because immediately going into, because that's what they're told to do, like hit right. everybody up and, and give them value. And as a marketer, like, you know, a lot of times when they think of marketing, they think of, oh, it's just the social media guy or the website guy, but it starts, it's everywhere from your website that translates into how your people are interacting with your day-to-day -day people. And going to this conference, like, it's even like the whole thing of networking. Like I, I don't like um, the old school type of networking. I go over there and I've got to make a friend and I say, hey, Dalton, you're my sales training guy. I will pass them all to you. But you have to promise to pass all of your messaging and, and marketing to me. Like, right, right, right. like I owe you something like you remember when I pulled your child out of the ice freezing water. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling in it in right I need yeah. that favor. And that's, quite frankly, that's a that's a that's just not how relationships are built. And uh, too often, uh, it's not thought about relationships. And when you talk about the customer, you're developing a relationship with them, your salespeople when they go out, and we all know that, right? When you got that, mm -hmm. that look like, oh, it's another sales guy. And I've done it before to some other guys who show up. I mean, they got the company name on their hat, on their shirt, and on down their sweatpant leg. And I ask them if they work for their competitor. They're like, no, I work for this company. I'm like, oh, I was totally confused. I'm so sorry. I didn't know what you did. <laughs> but being there was exhausting. Yeah. It was great because a lot of the speakers that were there we're all focused on making a connection with your customer, 
mm-hmm. getting them to be emotional about your product or service to be able to help them improve their life, not you make money. Mm-hmm. And the disconnect I saw there were a lot of companies that had booths there. They talked everything about them, but nothing about the customer. And mm-hmm. that's where I feel that a lot of companies who nowadays are coming up have failed in that part. There are some really good ones. Yeah. Uh, one in Utah that I love, I got to meet the guys over there. And, and I'm going to give them a shout out here because why not? Because they're kick ass, a company called Pesty. And they had this great billboard saying that your pest control company is lying to you. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Or like, yeah, their billboard up on. Yeah. Yeah. Your pest control company is ripping you off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah your pest control company is ripping you off. And yeah. I love that because that message is one poking the eye of every single competitor. And it's also poking the eye to the customer because the customer trusts whoever you're dealing with in business or sales. Yeah. The, the form of how they solidify that trust is by handing over currency. They say, hey, look, I trust you so much. I'm going to give you these promissory notes that say, I value what you have. And it's hard because like in the pest control company, and I know you've had this and many of your listeners have had this. When they show up, they're like, hey, uh, just wondering if you uh, need some pest control. I've seen some spiders around here. And they have a slick and it's automatic, you know, if for those who don't understand a slick, you know, it's a, a laminated sheet of stuff they got to say to you, improve their value. And they're like 50, 50, 50%, 75% more than what you're paying currently. And then they got to get on the phone like they're calling the president going, hey, look, uh, we need some help. Can I lower the price? Yeah. <laughs> Old school, like D to D stuff. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it just... Yeah. It's frustrating because they're, the companies that are out there right now don't invest enough into sales training and yeah. also yeah. a unity between marketing and sales. Yeah. Well, what you were talking about earlier, I thought was interesting is because I think, um, I think every salesperson needs to go through some marketing training. And I think every marketing person needs to go through some sales training because Amen. I feel like salespeople miss because marketing's whole thing is like branding and storytelling and the relationship. Like if you're talking about leads that come into the company, the, those leads that gets passed to the salespeople, I mean, their relation, like they're getting there because of the relationship that marketing has developed with these customers. Right. And so salespeople have forgot, like miss this. They're disconnected from the fact that like that marketing and, and the brand did do something with this relationship. And now, you know, and so salespeople, like I was guilty of it early on before I learned how important marketing oh, was yeah. branding, right? It's like, you know, we're just like, oh, we just got to sell it, right? We just got to get it done. Like they don't, they must know nothing about us having in, inquired. And you're like, that's the exact opposite actually, right? And so it's just, yeah, it's it's interesting to 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 realize like as a salesperson, you're on the back half of that relationship. Like now you're, now you're trying to like, yeah, um, like you were saying, right? Like exchange that trust. And it's, it's always just funny because, you know, I, I heard it like when I was learning direct response copywriting, which is just basically like selling online, right? Yeah. Um, I heard someone say like good copywriting is you being understood and great copywriting is the customer feeling understood. Right. And there's a big mm-hmm. difference there. And, uh, and I was like, dang, that's true. But you know what? You're right, though, is because like everybody, but it's, it's, we live in just this crazy, I think Utah's just in the, in the growing pains of, you know, but for real, like, we, like right. there's so many companies here and, and it's, you like offend people when you're like, I've offended people when, when they tell me what their business is. And I'm like, oh, that's like, oh, so you like generate leads for companies. They're like, oh, no, we do more. I'm like, well, you just told me that you have a landing page up <laughs> and you, once you get the leads, you pass them off to other they're like, yeah, but it's more than that. I'm like, all right, whatever. If it's more than that in your head, right? But like, I go, I go, I go, guys, we're not like, spe- like our companies aren't really spent. Like, I'm not a special sales trainer, right? But I think you get like these egos. And I think we're just, Utah's in like this growing pain of like working from like innovating and disrupting, which is very important to like, the the next step the next evolution of innovation and disruption which is like then what you're talking about like connecting and relationships and like 
like yeah. actual what it what it actually means to build lifetime the lifetime value of a customer right oh absolutely i mean i'm laughing because <laughs> when you when you said that these these salespeople that are they're literally one i'm going to go back a little bit one yeah. salespeople should never feel like they're beneath any person that they're talking to that's why you know good sales training and and sales training like i, I want to you know, for people who have like a negative connotation of that one, where we're talking about like all the old greats, like Brian Tracy and Tom Hopkins and, you know, all of these guys, Jim Rome, uh, John, yeah, Jim Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, that was great. But you have to understand that that came from a different period of time, the yeah. 1970s <laughs> and 80s. Like you can't do a Benjamin Franklin close today. Yeah. Well, you know, a great uh, patriot, you know what he used to do when he had decisions to make? He'd draw <laughs> a line down a paper, yeah. right? Make a pros and cons list. <laughs> right, and you get all the pros, and you help him get all the pros down, and on the cons, you're like, mm-hmm. on your luck. It, you're on your own, babe. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't help with that. So they have to feel like they're in line with it. And so the way that I look at sales training yeah. is mine, uh, what was it? Mind space calibration, right? It's to get you in the right frame of mind. Uh, salespeople have to be very, and I've been out there. I've been direct B2B Mm -hmm. selling taught by people that I'm so grateful for that did horrible, cringy stuff because I got to watch in real time. And, and I have, I have an ability because of, of places that I've been in my life, right? I was in the U S Navy in the late nineties. Um, I worked for 10 years in the mental health field for the state of Utah. And, you know, I always hated the job, but now I love it because it taught me how to be able to really connect and understand people. Not like that whole stupid bullshit of body mirroring where they go, (laughs) he folds his arms, you fold your arms. Yeah. Or if like, or if like like he folds his arm, that means he thinks you're lying. It's like, well, or, or he's like just folding his arm. (laughs) He looked off up and to the right, which means he's making everything up and off to the left. It's all, it's all just (laughs) truth. You know, the honest thing is when, when you're able to have those great connections and that's what salespeople need, they need the confidence to go out there. Uh, You know, the world of e-commerce, everything like that there is always 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 one of the oldest professions in the world is selling and and that has to be true to those individuals and it's sad for you i know i've met a lot of people i've i've mentored a lot of other uh people (laughs) and companies and telling them you got to get over the garbage in your head you are just trying to help people so uh you know like we're you know the predominant faith here uh the latter-day saints um, when their missionaries are going out, you know, they're not, they, they're not like, Hey, close everybody. You got to dunk them all. Right. Yeah. It, it, you know, they're, they're not a pack of Oreos, right. We want to make sure that we're treating them as individuals. And so they've been told over time to just be all about service, be awesome, be cool, yeah. do what you can for them. Don't always put yourself in there. Right. It's, right. uh, it's, it, it's, it's really hard to hear that because, it's vital. And who are the people that mostly give salespeople the worst time? Other businesses that have salespeople. <laughs> For sure. It doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. So, the hardest person to sell to is another salesperson for sure. When it should be but, like the easiest. Right? Like, you know, it, you probably have had this, like whenever I've, I've met people yeah. across the US that have gone through Sandler training. And when they try to do their, the, the actual, like, this is how you do it. Like, step by step. And I just smile and I go, how long ago was it when you went to Sandler? And they go, what? Like you, no, it's like, you should be open about it. Like it's great. It's refreshing to meet somebody who's like, Hey, this person's got it planned out. They want to get everything they can out of me to be able to see if they can help me. And they're genuine enough to be able to say, look, if don't worry about it, like your friendship is more important to me than me making a buck. And it's hard to say that without saying that because then they don't trust you. (laughs) Well, and what I think is funny about this, you know, the, the conversation that we're having now is the more that you like, you know, the, the new kind of wave of selling that's taking over is like, have so much going on essentially that no, no one thing distracts you. Right. Like, like the, the, what I learned about, so I first learned about closing the old school way. 
but the new way of closing is kind of like what you're saying is like, dude, I don't care if you buy because I have like 15 people lined up. You know what I mean? Like I've got so much going on that like, if you don't buy, like we can still be friends because I'm not, my whole life isn't riding on this one deal. And that's a powerful way. Like it used to be like, how do you build scarcity? Will you do all these cheesy hard closes, right? But now like that, you know, now the way to build scarcity is just by telling somebody like, dude, I, I have some, like, I have too, you know what I mean? I have too many customers right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but like, yeah, I, I, and then, and then to go back and like, you don't have to do all these cheesy. Yeah. It's just so crazy. Like, it's just like, dude, you just got to be real with people now. It's, you just have to be transparent. You have to connect with people. Um, but it's not, you know, it's cause I'm in the same boat as you. Like I've read all the cheat. I've read all the cheesy books. You know yeah, what I mean? They like, were awesome though, man. I mean, they, they gave you this yeah. exhilarating feeling of, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's like going to a motivational speaker, like all <laughs> you're paying for is a shot of serotonin. That's all you're getting. <laughs> like you, you show up. I mean, it, they've got yeah. some cool little blue drinks look like Tron blue. And then you drink yeah. it and they go, all right, when he starts speaking about 30 minutes, you're going to feel it kick in. And, yeah. and that's the way it should be looked at. Like if you need a boost, why not? You go to yeah. this person and they just have the ability to connect with you. And yeah. for a short period of time, shorter than a high of cocaine, it <laughs> is going to leave you. It will leave yeah. you, right? Like one of the funniest things I saw a video, uh, it, it might've been on Instagram or TikTok. And this guy was trying to show how to close a deal. And the funniest <laughs> thing is it was a Grant Cardone close. Oh, and totally. I laughed because the guy was trying to put, he goes, this is how you do it. And I'm like, Oh, bro. I love that. That's in the, the closer survival guide. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I, so, you know, you know, it's funny when you say that, cause I've done that too. So like, it's funny because like everybody, you know, that I think that's where everybody first heard him and then Grant, Grant got him from someone else and whatever, who cares. But the funny thing about that is like, yeah, I, I do that with my wife. Like some come across TikTok and somebody's like, let me show you how to overcome the spouse objection. And I'll pause it and I'll be like, Hey, do you want to know what he's going to say? <laughs> <laughs> and she'll be like, how do you know what he's going to say? And I go, cause I know, cause the, the way this guy looks, it looks like he's about to say, yeah. well, what if she says no? And then I'll hit play. And then he'll be like, the first question you ask them is what if they say no? <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, how did you know that? I'm like, cause we all learned the same shit in yeah. <laughs> selling. And by it's the way, just on repeat. Yeah. 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 By the way, time out. I actually, that's one of like, when I read the closer survival guide, there's like, whatever, however many thousands or whatever he calls them in there. But there was like one or two that, that were like, actually genuinely like, yeah. oh, okay, that's actually pretty good. Like, you just nobody reads it because they're afraid of all the, they're afraid of the 99% of the BS that's in there. Um, and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's the one or two that are like, okay, that actually is genuine. That fits my tone. That fits my cadence. Yeah. And it actually works. But anyway, it's just because I have the same as you. They're like, they're like, uh, do you want to know how to get over if somebody needs to get their insurance? It's like, oh, okay, do you want to know what he's going to say? <laughs> I go, yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. It's like they got a string on their back where you pull it right. and they'll say, like, I know what he's going to say. It, it's like watching your favorite movie so many times and you're just like, you, you catch yourself mouthing the words to the show <laughs> you're watching, right? Yeah, your wife's like, dude, shut up and let me watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Stop like, repeating everything. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I've been in martial arts since I was six years old, and yeah. um, still to this day, if I'm watching a movie with fight scenes, I have to consciously <laughs> tell my body not to move because I yeah. used to choreograph uh, fight scenes for movies for actual major motion, motion productions, and oh, so uh, I would come up with the ideas, and uh, but now it's like in me, so I'm like, so it's the same thing that you're yeah. talking about with salespeople, right? I wrote a LinkedIn article back when you can actually write LinkedIn articles and it was called <laughs> my Kung Fu is better than yours. Yeah. And that's, that's what salespeople feel like, right? That's what right. The, a lot of sales. And the way that I look at it, where sales training comes in there is that I'm not thinking about, I need to have all of these, these things where I can just check off. I mm. did this. Okay, cool. I know exactly where I'm at, yeah. but it's having it almost like when we I'm just bringing up martial arts, you can't be like, okay, sir, if you're going to throw a punch at me, it has to be within this area. And <laughs> if you could move at this speed, everything is going to work out great. Um, <laughs> it's like a Jim Carrey yeah. skit, right? Like, yeah, like the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. She stabs him and he goes, oh, you were supposed to attack me like this. 
So it's the same thing with salespeople where they'll do that. And I remember a time where there was a thing in Sandler that they teach, which is called the upfront agreement. Yeah. Right. Or, and and so the upfront agreement is to be able to let them know and let you know exactly how you'd begin this meeting. And at the very end of it, it says, you know, um, at any time during this, you can tell me no. I just want you to be okay with that. And I was talking to a large corporation and they laughed at me. They just started laughing. And I was like, okay. And I was curious. I was like, why are you laughing? They go, don't have to try so hard to earn our trust. The fact that we've let you in, we're trusting you a little bit. We just want to get to know you. Yeah. And it was the first time where I realized that you cannot, you you cannot do sales within a checkbox mindset. You're right. moving. It's not chess. It's a freaking UFC fight. <laughs> You're like, okay, I don't know what he's about to do. And he's like, yeah. you know, he throws this left hook and the left hook is like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm not the decision maker. And you're like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> and weed, well, and well, yeah, that's, that's what, I mean, I mean, that's probably why, like, I'm not a really popular, like, I mean, I, I love sales training and like, I have people who I, but I'm not like really polarizing because like, I'm not, I don't like, this is all work. Like one of my favorite, like, this is the only way you can sell. Like, cause I tell people like, look, dude, my sales training, my method of like my motto behind my sales training is like, if you steal from one person, it's plagiarism. But if you steal from 10, it's called research. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I go, and I go, this is all just what I've learned and how it works for me and how, and how the, the principles that I've applied can apply to you. But like, you're not going to sound like me because if you sound like me, then I did something wrong actually. Right. And yeah, because like, yeah, you can't, you have to like read the room, dude. You got to like, like, yeah, sometimes I definitely like, sometimes I'm with like, you know, customers who are a little anxious. Right. And so, yeah, then I'll do enough for a contract. Like, Hey, at the end of this, hopefully we can be business partners, but if not, no worries. Right. And then there's sometimes where like you, you got your homie, like you've, you've got somebody that you've built a nice, solid, like little nice rapport with nice little relationship with and you're like all right dude here's the deal (laughs) like you know what i mean you just change it up because you have to know who you're talking to and i think that's what by the way that is what that is why salespeople should learn marketing because a good marketer the message is different depending on who they're talking to well what is marketing's purpose right it's to communicate value to the customer that's it 100 it it's to be able to hook them um, and all too often it's, uh, in Sandler, it's a funny, uh, I, I still use several idioms from, uh, from Sandler, but one of sure, them is spilling yeah. your candy in the lobby. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is it, the way that David Sandler who's no longer with us, he would explain to it. You're so excited to get to the movie that you grab everything you can at the counter and you're running and you trip and fall and you spill your popcorn and your candy all over the lobby floor. So you're over there frantically trying to pick it up. And that's the problem with a lot of salespeople that I feel yeah. is that they're, they're felt like they have to rush and tell you everything. The thing that I needed to do as an analytical person, I say, oh, okay, you checked off every box I will buy. And it's, yeah. it's hard. Like you said, they, when you learn how to communicate, and that's what I put a lot of time into with, you know, behavioral psychology, uh, you know, consumer yeah. psychology neuro-linguistic programming, all these different things. It's not to be able to learn how to manipulate them, but rather to be able to learn where they're coming from and then communicating with myself going, um, so I don't sound like a (laughs) douchebag. I need to figure out how I can say things to them. And it's something that you have to study. And a lot of people go, oh, you know, that doesn't work. You know, the funniest person who thinks that neuro-linguistic programming, which I think is great for messaging and being able to understand the psychology of the customer yeah. Uh, Grant Cardone, me. I, I don't trust anybody who uses NLP. I just don't. All right. I won't do it. They're fictitious. They're weirdos. They don't know what they're doing. And you laugh because you're just like, but dude, I read all your closer survival guide. Like yeah. one of my favorite ones, like just do it close. He's like, I was sitting with this young, this couple. And they're like, I don't know if we can afford this. And he goes, yeah. And his wife goes, you know what? We should just do it. And he's yeah. like, that's a great close. Just do it. You should just do it. And yeah, I guess in the context, like for fun, like you're renting tubes at the lake, <laughs> 10 bucks for a tube. Well, you should just do well, it. Well, like, well, you know, what's funny about that. And I, and I like where you're going with this, but uh, not, but I misspoke. And additionally, <laughs> I like where you're going but with this. I, had, you're good. <laughs> yeah. I know no, the intent. Right. I think 
a lot of this is what I've learned about sales is like when I'm teaching people, like, first of all, I don't really, you know, I, we've talked before, before yeah. this. Oh, yeah. I don't teach closing as a step. Like closing is not one step in the pro. Like we don't get to that point. Like it's the whole, it starts in the beginning because what I tell people is like, I can tell you where you lost a customer actually in step, you know, one or two or whatever. And where you think you lost them in the close, I know you lost them actually when you were supposed to be asking questions. <laughs> you didn't ask the right questions. You, you know, right. What I mean? but, but what's funny about those is like, you just like, you have to know when to, you know, it's like that old Kenny Rogers song. Like you have to know when to pull things out and when to not like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like when to, you know, when to just like keep it all back and when to use it and, and all those good things, because it's like, because yeah, not everybody responds the same. And that's what I think sales is like about for me is like, having the knowledge because like, but because like I've used that just, you know what I mean? Like that, just do it. Like I've said that to people before, like, but you're cool with them. You're like, you know, it's like, if me yeah. and you were trying to do something like Jesse, you know, you know, yeah. the sooner rather than later, you're like Jesse, come on, you know, you're going to do this in, in a week. What's the difference between a week and now? You yeah. might as well just get it done. But if I said that, but then I've said that to people and they're like, dude, shut up. You're a dick. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Shouldn't but have done that. <laughs> Even then, though, I mean, you know, I, you had talked about earlier where people's feelings get hurt or, or you know, you offend them uh, sure. right on. I do it all <laughs> the time. Um, I also say to people that I, I meet in business, and if I make a connection with them, yeah. uh, I, I truly, I, I say this, and anybody who's listening knows me, I say, <laughs> I love you. And they go, what? And I'm like, yeah, I love you, man, because you know what? I think you're a good person. You're trying to help people. I love yeah. people like that. So I love you and I, I will do anything I can to help you. And the establishing that trust with them, sure. it goes a long way. And I rarely have to bring up because it's all carefully curated. Mm -hmm. Like people don't know, understand that too, is that there's not, Hey, this guy, he's just awesome <laughs> at talking to people. Hey, this lady, dude, she's awesome. She just gets people to buy things. Right. And they come in, they think they're some like Jedi master. And they're like, <laughs> no, dude, like they have invested a lot of time to understand how this transaction works. Right. right. How this, because the idea between the salespeople and the marketing is to be able to synthesize, to create value. It's value's not there yet. You have to create it. Yeah. You have to figure it out from right. value is trust. So the yeah. exchange of trust at the very end is like, okay, cool. And to maintain wow. trust is after the fact, right? Yeah. We want people to trust us. It, you know, I want my spouse to trust me. You want your spouse to trust you, right? And if I go yeah, out, and this this is kind of funny, but like if I go out and I say, oh, I met this, and I fill in the blank of a woman that I met in business, <laughs> and I thought she was really smart. My wife goes, so what she look like? <laughs> is she cute? Like, the hell you put me on the spot for? But it's yeah. exactly the same thing. But she does it as a joke, but yeah. she trusts me. Yeah. And, and as customers, customers need to constantly be reaffirmed on trust. Yeah. We see yeah. brands today that don't, yeah. you wouldn't think have salespeople. You don't think that Apple has uh, salespeople. I, yes, yes, yes. I, right? I had an argument with this guy on Facebook. Keep going, keep going. I'll tell cool, you about cool. my story later. <laughs> no, I love that because the thing that's great about it is that they don't think that the big companies have sales reps. And they go, oh, of course, like I say, Apple, uh, Apple has sales reps. Well, of course, yeah. I've been to their stores. No. No, those guys. Are no, just... idea. no, those people are just like, do you have this in stock? Yes. And they yeah. serve a great purpose, right? right of course. Yeah, we love the Apple. Yeah. yeah but course. behind the scenes, you think about all these companies and corporations that are using their products that didn't come from somebody who goes, you know, that sounds cool. I'll yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. No, yeah. there was, there was a salesperson involved and right, every right. single company, including like the CEO is the best part, right? That person should be number one salesperson in their company, period. End of story. Yeah. And yeah, I found more CEOs that are the worst salespeople. And they try to tell their salespeople how to do it. Goes back to the old like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross movie over there. Where, uh, Al Pacino's over there going, oh, yeah, Mr. Big Shot. Once you pull out a pack of gum, show me how to chew it. Right. I mean, that's, that's exactly like I love if, Black Larry. <laughs> unless you haven't invested time, a lot yeah. of effort, and fallen on your face multiple times, and that's where yeah. I, I love people like you because you're trying to be able to help them fall on their face less. Because yeah. salespeople is the highest churn and burn job that anybody could do. Yeah, anybody. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned. Yeah, well, just a lot of things. I mean, but the funniest part is like, yeah, how you mentioned uh, the companies you you didn't realize had salespeople, and the reason, well, and and a lot of that is is like sometimes they don't even call them salespeople. Like, oh, like, I know what they call them, like ex- account executives. Like, I'm like, okay, they're like, are you a salesperson? Just put sales. Like, yeah, I go, I go. Well, my favorite one is like most people will now will say this, but you know, I've had a couple of people like, what do you do? I'm, I'm an account executive. Oh, you're in sales. No, I'm an account executive. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, you sure are. <laughs> like, they drank that cool. Right? But I had this guy, somebody had wrote a comment on Facebook and they were like, something about cold. Somebody was just gauging cold emails. I, and the, somebody had written like, do you like cold emails? Which is always just like, I never comment on those because it's always just a trap. Like yeah. somebody's trying to fight you or something. But I was looking, I was just reading through it. And some guy was like, some person was like, some guy goes, um, I never buy anything from so, from someone who's done a cold email or a cold call. Like I'll never buy from you. And I go, what Poor are you? Shit. I, go, I go, what are you talking? So then I go look at his profile and he, you know, he's not, obviously he's not in business and I go, okay. But then I, but then I had to comment on this and I go, dude, do you realize like what you just said? Like what the, the lettuce you buy at the grocery store on the shelf was put there by a salesperson. Yep. Like literally they called the grocery store and said, Hey, we want to put our lettuce on your grocery store. Will you let us do it? The grocery store probably at first said, no, we already have too much lettuce. And the salesperson had to convince them to put their lettuce on there. Right. Cause there's not, you think that all lettuce is made by the same person and it's not. No, and he was like, he was like, he was like, well, yeah, but that's not the same. I'm going, yes, it is. Somebody cold called a grocery store to put your carrot, to get that carrot in your bag, dude. I know the exact same person. 100%. I know the exact same person. They go into, you know, and, and if, and if I, if I, I offend somebody, I'll never buy from salespeople. I go, right. Shut up, dude. Shut you know, up. advertising do doesn't work on me. Right. Nice Ford truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Where'd yeah, you get yeah, that yeah. Stetson on your head? Right. Yeah. 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 I go whatever. only buy from Cal ranch and you're like, yeah. okay, why is well, that? And they go, yeah. Cause they have the best. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. You, yeah when you start to go into it, it, it's really fun to be able to open people's eyes like that. And you start peeling and peeling and peeling and it starts to become a little bit more clear. And then when they realize it immediately, when that, that aha moment comes into their eyes, I'm like, you weren't fooled. You were just being able to be pointed towards something that you could appreciate. Now we've all had buyer's remorse and that's okay. Yeah, We've probably been a part of that buyer. I know I've been a part of that buyer's remorse. I know. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And, and I'm proud of that because you know what? At least I tried to be, and I learned from that. Yeah. I learned. And, and that's my goal as what I do today is to constantly being able to go out there and make it easier for salespeople not to have that constant wall. Are all of them going to get it? No, you're still going to have the Grant Cardones out there. And well, I'm shooting on Grant Cardone because I just, it, it was later <laughs> on, it was, it was like, you know, being told that Santa Claus is real. And then all of a sudden you see your parents putting out the food and your dad eating <laughs> cookies and your, I mean, the food, the, the gifts. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh shit, I've been lied to. And that's how I felt. But anyways, go ahead. No, it's funny. It's just, yeah, I agree with you because you, you, uh, you just get put in these situations and, and I just tell people, I just tell salespeople, I'm like, look, and, and you know, what was the best aha moment? I was in a sales training with a group of like, um, they were digital marketing, uh, business owners and, and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, I was like, guys, listen, you, a lot of you guys are afraid to sell because, um, you're, you're afraid of going from like a five, a five point or a five-star review to a 4.8. And I'm telling you the best salespeople I know are not five stars. They're like four fives, four, you know what I mean? Because like people are going to get mad at you. And, and one of my favorite stories is like, dude, you can't be afraid to foul out. But on the flip side, like there is a balance to it, right? Like you're saying, like, you don't, you know, you can't be an asshole every time, but like there's some people who just aren't going to like you, you know what I mean? And you just got to, I don't know. Well, but, it, that's a fine line being an asshole. The way that I describe it, I'm like, look, nobody wants to be yeah. told that their baby's ugly, but your baby's <laughs> ugly. And if your baby's ugly, well then look, we've got a chance to make her beautiful, to make him handsome, to make him whatever, right? We, we have an opportunity to do that because nobody knows you. And yeah. that's a hard thing to tell them, especially well, within the marketing realm. 
Yeah. Well, and what's that phrase? I think it was in, you know, cause I like, I'm like you, dude, I read all the old school, but like, and he's not really old school, but like Jeffrey Gitmer, the little red book yeah. of selling. One of the things that I love in that book was he was like, everybody wants to buy, but no one wants to be sold. And that's the, that's the delicate, that's how you, it's like, well, how do you achieve that, dude? Well, that's an art. That's where the art comes in because like, exactly. I didn't buy, you know what I mean? I didn't, I wasn't sold. It was like, yeah, okay. But like, I know you just, but I sold, I used to sell cars, you know, you'd sell, you know, when people would brag the most about the car they bought when they overpaid for it (laughs) all the time. Right. Like we would sell like, I mean, and I sold Honda. So we weren't like, we weren't charging people over sticker for very many things. But the first year that the, oh. that the Civic Type R came out, it was like Honda's consumer sports car, whatever. Anyway, you're like, it's, you it's like a Honda, it's a, dude, it's a Honda Civic. Right. But like, let me yeah. tell you something. There was only, when the first came out, there was only, there was eight dealerships in Utah. Each dealer got one for the year. And so, of course, of course, what do we yeah. get? You're not going to buy that for any kind of discount period. Right. And you know, it was funny. Like we'd sell to people and they would, we would hear them go tell their friends, like, do you know how much I paid for this car? 10 grand over sticker. That's how much of a baller I am. And I would be like, hell yeah, dude. But it was so funny. Like you've never heard someone brag about, well, okay. I take that back. I misspoke. You have heard people talk, talk about how, you know, how they, they got $10,000 off of a car, but then you look at that person and you're like, yeah, we know you probably got you know, you probably, you argued, you argued with the grocery store guy just a few minutes ago too, right? About how your coupon was expired and you wanted a discount on carrots, right? <laughs> Nobody likes that guy. <laughs> well, but even then, I mean, you know, who's created that? Who's created yeah, that? That's shitty that's marketer, that's shitty salespeople. <laughs> like they, they've You're done right, that. Dude, they, yeah. They've abused them on that part where, you know, uh, it's yeah. like, okay, one of the first people that try to teach me B2B selling, right? Face-to-face, okay. belly-to-belly selling. Um, this guy, I mean, and bless, sorry, he, he did a lot for me, you know, yeah. is he the best salesman? Oh no, he's horrible. Um, but <laughs> his, my favorite thing, he's like, watch this. We're going to go in. This is, you know, it, this is fairly a while ago and mm-hmm. we're going in, we sit down, he goes, just pay attention to what I say. And he sees a picture of his kids. He goes, you always have to bring his kids into the, into the conversation. And he says, oh yeah, you got kids. I mean, clearly. <laughs> There's a picture on his desk <laughs> and he goes, uh, the guy's like, yeah. And he just look like, what are you doing? And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes, yeah. I don't know what it is about kids and being picky eaters, right? Your kids picky eaters. And he's oh, like, geez. yeah, this is like a really bad conversation. And I'm sitting there watching yeah, those this. Are the ones, yeah. You just want to like crawl under the table. You're like, bro, just call me when this is over. Oh no. It was great because I thought it <laughs> you're was like, working. you're the guy. <laughs> I was like, because I was so new to out outside set. I'd done online and, and I did oh, okay. phone. And so I'm like looking at this guy, like, you know, he's <laughs> I gone gin. Like that's a big of a nerd. I am bringing up Star Wars references, but he's like, <laughs> I'm just watching him like, dude, what's up? But come to find out he's Steven Seagal. He's a liar. He's a fake. He's a fraud. And so you're <laughs> like, <sighs> and it was later on realizing that, that yeah. those types of individuals need to be big enough. So for those executives that are out there saying, let me show you how to chew bubble gum. And they watched you pick it up off the ground and put it into your <laughs> mouth. Yeah. Maybe you should find somebody else to teach them this because it is <laughs> an absolute art. And the same with marketers. I've met more marketers that are not empathetic people. They're yeah. all calculated. They're like, well, if I do these things and put these words in, it'll spit out the results. I'm like, mm. no, you have to understand, like you said, the customer right. story has to be in there. So it always goes back to, and that's, I've kind of made a name for myself of calling people out on that because I'll just be yeah. like, no, your baby's ugly. <laughs> I think that's kind of, I, I think that's, I think your idea yeah. is left wanting. You need to be able to invest into it in another way. And they have a yeah. hard time pulling back from that. And yeah. understandable. But again, I want you to tell me if my baby's ugly, if it's ugly, because I don't want to dress them up going, they're the most beautiful thing I've ever (laughs) created. And you bring it out to the world and everybody's like, oh, I'm sure she'll be beautiful when she gets older, but please don't bring her out in public. Like, Come on. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and you're, and you're mentioning there that like, yeah, you're, you think you've got this great sales process or you think you've got this great product and, and you've just totally missed the mark. Right. Well, it's all about you. Um, Right. Yeah. It's like when we first met. 
Right. You know, I, I, I like you. And it goes back. I mean, if we want to go old school, right. You know, yeah. uh, people buy from those that they know, like, and trust. Right. So that, and, and they think, oh, well, I've just got to be around them for me to know them. Yeah. That's the creepy guy who stalks girls. <laughs> like, well, I and, know that's her. It. and that's just the, that's the guy who never leaves the networking meeting or like, you know, he, he's always like, all right, what's everybody's ask so that I can ask something. And I've, I've, yeah, that's one of the reasons I was turned off to like networking meetings or like, what's everybody's ask? Like, do we have to be here to like, I, I don't have one, dude. I'm just here to have fun. Like, I don't have an ask. Like, why don't I got, I'm here because I want to be with you guys. Are you guys here only because I can give you something <laughs> like that's no fun. Like, that's not fun. I don't want to do that. Well, right. I mean, we're all people. We want to be able to connect with others. And, and quite yeah. often, if I meet somebody new and if we're about 10, 30, you know, even a minute into our conversation and yeah. they immediately go to, what do you do? I disrupt <laughs> it. I'll yeah. say, yeah, I do midget porn or, um, <laughs> you know, I smoke pot for a living. And they, they always like, it, it's to distract them because I'm like, look, are you going yeah. for it so quickly? <laughs> right. You know, it, right, right. it, it reminds, hear, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, when, when you, you right here, yeah. when you let your cell show, then everybody gets to smell. I mean, I, I got so many different, like my wife said it last night. She goes, I do not know how your mind puts stuff together and how you associate things because yeah. they're using, I mean, these salespeople show up and they've got desperation, the stinkiest of colognes and they, they show up and you can smell it on them. And then immediately they're like, so what do you do? Yeah. Or like, Yeah. I think my my least favorite way to start a conversation or like, oh, well, it's like, oh, what was that movie? Was it Boiler Room? When he goes, when the guy, he gets the call and the newspaper guy's like, hi, is this Mr. So-and-so? Yeah. Hey, Mr. So-and-so, how you doing? And he goes, shitty, what do you shitty. want? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, sorry, I'll call you later. He's like, that was your pitch? He's like, start over. And I love that. He walks him through it and yeah, he's yeah, like, there yeah, you go, goes, buddy. There you go. That was he's like, that's he goes, a sales pitch. He's like, so you're gonna buy it? He's like, no, I already go with the times. <laughs> yeah, like, he hangs up on yes. him. I was like, you yeah, know, but, but that's like, but that's the worst way to do it. Somebody, if somebody calls you, they're like, How are you? I'm like, dude, terrible. What do you how can I help you? <laughs> they're like, Well, what's good? Like, because you'll never say, like, well, why is everything terrible? Like, they'll just be like, Oh, are you, uh sorry, I made you mad. Well, why'd you ask the question then, dude? That's the stupidest question to ask somebody, like genuinely. Exactly. Like they didn't even tell us, like, I was a crisis counselor for the crisis text line. <laughs> Uh, basically the national suicide hotline, but they didn't call the very text, cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't, they told us not to ask that question. Like they, so you wouldn't, so you wouldn't say like, Hey, how are you? You would say like, Hey, it sounds like you're having a rough day. Can you tell me more about that? That's an empathetic question. How are yeah. you is not an empathetic question. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, well, truly. you know, tell me about what's going on in your day. That's like the same question, but you didn't ask, but you didn't sound like the, you know what I mean? Like my philosophy in sales is like, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Dude, 100%. I mean, I, I've, yeah. I've said that so often. I can't take credit for that quote. I don't know who came up with it, but it Amen. is 100%, yeah. right? It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. So tone, pitch, and people believe, they go, well, I can't communicate that in an email or a text or a marketing campaign. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Totally, you can. You have to understand, right? And it goes always back Amen. to a salesperson needs to be able to see them and a marketer needs to see that. I know we've harped on, on, on salespeople so we can shit on some marketers. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but both of us are in the same category. That's why I think I've done so well in marketing because I know what it's like to be that bottom feeder going, well, you guys said you'd give me leads and they're like, well, go out and hunt. But everybody <laughs> already knows that you're, it, it literally feels yeah. like, you're coming in there, but you've got this really crappy costume of a wolf on. You've painted <laughs> your nose. You put in those crappy fangs that distort your voice. They're not the little glue yeah, on yeah, ones. Yeah. And you're coming in and they're like, they all the sheep know. They're like, yeah. dude, you're not fooling anybody. You're like, what? Like, yeah, dude, I see you there with the flat bill rim and the polo yeah. shirt. You got to get out, bro. You're, yeah, you're pest control and tech bros. Of course. Yeah, exactly. And of course, it's not, it, you have to disrupt that. You have to understand yeah. exactly where the customer is. So putting a little bit of research, time and effort, and then, and then constantly coming up with new ideas on how to be able to connect. Yeah. And once you figure it out, then you go, there's our goal, but the caveat is you have to recreate that within about three to six months because it's going to change. 
yeah. real quick. And <laughs> the most important part is as long as they trust you, as long yeah. as they like you, then you are going to have this amazing connection. And yeah. they're not going to worry. Those guys I told you about where I said, you know, uh, you know, you don't, you can tell me no at any time. They turned out to be one of my favorite clients. And I remember this company was a, a large tech company. They sold a lot of IT equipment and yeah. uh, were there at this conference. And they had this thing set up with like an Xbox 360 and Gears of War. And the guys saw me, they go, hey, Jess, come play with us. So I'm like, okay. And I'm playing. And my sales VP of the company, who's now the CEO, he calls me out like a father who just watched his kids spill on the neighbor's carpet. He says, <laughs> Jesse, that is for the customers, not for the staff. Get off that. Oh, what? <laughs> the CTO, who was my client, he yeah. says, so we're this company. We've never bought from you before. Jesse came in, developed a relationship with us, a friendship, never asked us to buy anything. He just wanted to learn about us. So we made one of the biggest purchases we've ever made from your company. So I don't know who you are, but you're an asshole and <laughs> you shouldn't talk to your, some of your best people like that. And my yeah. sales VP did not like me because I wasn't conventional. I wasn't like, okay, I'll come in and I'll just hammer the phones all day. I'm like, give me your shit list and let me go through it. And what I found was is that all these clients felt like, Hey, they didn't care. They're either showing up to take me golfing or out for lunch. You're right, 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 right. Buy my affection. <clears throat> so I'm a hooker. That's what you, <laughs> you think I am. I'm a hooker. Okay. When I showed up to one client, he goes, yeah. I've had plenty of golf and I don't want to go out to eat. And I said, actually, I've been looking at uh, the last three years of purchasing. You haven't done most. So you, you haven't purchased anything actually at all. So yeah. um, I'm here to collect. Uh, I like burgers or steaks. Um, wherever right. you want to pay for it. That sounds good to me. And he laughed and he goes, take a seat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I didn't ask him for anything, but yeah. I, I created that bond, learned about things over there and saying, Hey, if there's anything that I can do, literally give me a call. I'm not trying to, I, I, he goes, what's, what's new. What are they pitching these days? I'm like, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Right, I just right, wanted right. to be able to make that bond. And so I, I would, I would really put that on many, you know, salespeople, entrepreneurs, marketers that are listening to this is you got to understand that that first part is not going to be a transaction. It's not going to be a close. Those are to be sure. appreciated, but not expected. But, you know, your whole opportunity there is just a little taste of, of trust. I want to give yeah. you some trust and I'm going to give it to you in thimbles. And then yeah. once we've established this and you no longer have any type of pushback on me, all right, I'm going to yeah. tell you why I'm here. Yeah, I think... I, Cause I feel the same way about, you know, about like, I, I love, I love what you did there in the sales thing. I think that's a great sales tactic and tactic. I use that word loosely, but like yeah, no, something that something that people need to learn because I do the same thing. Like when people wanted to buy cars or like they wanted to buy, or like, you know, they, <clears throat> we'd be selling digital marketing, you know, packages or whatever. They're like, somebody goes, you know, in cars, it was my favorite. Somebody would be like, I'm not going to buy a car at all. I go, good. Thank goodness. I wasn't expecting you to buy it all. Actually, you're going to save me a lot of time for not buying a car. So I appreciate it. They're like, what? <laughs> I was like, so why, do, why don't you want to sell me a car? <laughs> yeah. They're like, I'm not buying, I'm not buying shit today. Like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I thought you were going to actually take up a lot of my time and I was going to have to do all this paperwork. So, well, let's just show you the car real quick and then you can leave. <laughs> like you just joke with the, like, that's what I would do. Like if yeah. somebody was like just a douche, I'd be like, all right, cool. Thank goodness. I was like, you know, well, and, and why, why do we have to be so, and, and, and this may be yeah. taken wrong by some, but why do we have to be so freaking professional? I mean, yeah. what day and age do we live in that we all, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. it'd be hilarious to watch a sales rep on a car lot. All of a sudden you got all those guys out there. They've got a polo on, it's blue, it's red, whatever. And then this guy shows up looking like Don Draper from Mad Men. And he walks out there going, so see you've been looking at that uh <laughs> Chevy Impala over there what would it take to get you in there like what the hell was this guy like that would be a shock I mean one it'd be like it's 110 well, yeah. degrees out here why are you wearing that <laughs> but it's that it, it's it, that it's that attention thing right like the currency of today is like attention right like it's not oil it's data mm -hmm. and it's not gold it's attention right it's like um 
how do you, so how do you get that from people? Like my favorite thing to say when like somebody says, like even today, like it doesn't matter who's it, but like, I don't have any time right now. And I'd be like, oh, thank goodness. Cause I don't either actually. So how about we just knock this out in five minutes and then we can go get drinks later. <laughs> like, okay, right. cool. you know, but it's like, I don't either. Like, what do you think? Like, you don't have time. I don't have time either, bro. I'm a, I'm a professional. This is crazy. You know yeah, I mean? no, like, <laughs> I love what you said. I used to do that every once in a while when I, I, I picked up from other people and they'd say, uh, I was like, Hey, look, I've got three minutes to be able to tell you why I've called. And from there, you could be able to decide if you want to be able to do it. And they said, I can't give you three minutes. I'm like, good. Cause I can do it in a minute and a half. And they go, okay. And I would literally get a timer. I'm like, I'm no bullshit. I'm going to say a minute and a half. If this timer goes off, we're done. And we can just hang up. Yeah. And he goes, okay, cool. And they would laugh because <laughs> that's the whole thing. It's, it's disruption, right? Yeah, that's, and, that's what marketing is. It's disruption. Yeah, and, and you know, what's funny is like, um, my, Oh, you know what? Another thing I used to love, and this is what I teach people all the time. Like, because you hate, everybody's like, I hate the game of sales. I hate the game of marketing. I hate the game. It's like, well, okay. If you did, if you actually hated it, we would just, you would come to me with a decision already made and you'd be yeah. cool with the first price that I told you, but it is a game. So well, why don't we have fun with it? Because I love, I love it, dude. It's like, it's like, I don't play games. Oh, thank goodness. Cause I thought we were going to have to go do this for a long time. <laughs> Here's my price. Call me when but, you're ready. Cause you, know you didn't I mean? look like, like you could afford it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. right. Oh, they, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, I'm not playing any games with you today, son. It's like, okay, cool. Me either. <laughs> like, but, sorry, but, sir. You know, it's just like, dude, yeah, exactly. But, those are my favorite. You just have fun. You just like make people laugh. I don't know. There's that no, old totally. thing that I do. The, the only old school principle that I really still buy into is that if you can make someone laugh, you've got a really good shot at a deal. Totally. Like, I yeah, still it, believe in that a lot. That's a Ronald Reagan type thing, right? Always yeah. leave them laughing. And yeah. I mean, everybody's going to listen to that going, gosh, this is freaking hardcore, right? Neo, you know, whatever. Yeah, well, I'm not he that was guy. He was a, he was a, well, I look I, at the person. I, I, like I, go, I go, yeah, dude, you can learn something good from anybody, you know? Oh, for the absolutely. most part it's like dude why i yeah the the whole political thing i'm just like whatever it like uh but you know what's funny though i had a friend who we were on the car lot he was like diehard democrat like and i and i don't align politically with anybody this was just a funny joke that i was playing on my right. friend at the time because we were we were cool and he hated donald trump absolutely hated donald trump but he was not the best sales guy so and i was the sales manager so i said hey I, on his birthday i said hey i got you a present gonna, <laughs> no. hopefully, hopefully it's gonna Close make you better deal. at sales and it, it was it was Donald Trump's book, The Art of the Deal. <laughs> he got so mad. He got so mad and threw it away. And I was like, bro, you threw my present away. He was like, I know what you're trying to do to me. It was funny. It was no, funny. I, and then I, he ended I, up getting and then he ended up getting better at selling because he didn't want me to give him Donald Trump's second book on selling. So <laughs> Well, I, like, I better well, give it because he keeps giving it to me. Yeah, I'm gonna keep no. giving it to you until you give it. <laughs> well, and that's another thing. It's a great point to to bring up. It's there is no right or wrong answer within marketing yeah. and sales. There's no yeah. right or wrong answer. There is just discovery. There's just yeah. constant further, no, the, the furtherment of knowledge because right. we want to learn more about what we are trying to perceive of value, right? It's very crazy to think about. Like you will yeah. do things and there, and, and <laughs> there are a bunch of TikTokers and OnlyFans people <laughs> who are willing to do anything for small rectangles that are green. Like that's yeah. blows my mind. That's yeah. like, but I can exchange these notes of value because I look at them as value. It's not one, it's not 10, it's not a hundred, it's not a thousand dollars. These are notes of value. And when I exchange them, I think about it quite often. I do that to myself if I'm walking through a Walmart, because yeah. if I've given up enough time and, and enough of my favorite plant, I will walk through there and I will start buying random stuff, but I'll get my cart a bunch of stuff in there. And then I think about it and I'm like, is that valuable? Do I need that? Do I want it? Want is stronger than need. Hmm. No, I don't. I don't see any value there. And then yeah. I, I, but that's what I love about it is that even shopping at a grocery store, every time I'm looking at what salesperson put that time in to get that on the shelf, what marketer went through different iterations of those boxes, the messaging, the font, everything yeah, yeah. that went into you going i'll take oreos and i'll take this you know you think that your shopping is totally free will it's not <laughs> we have manipulated you to the point where you're buying those things and oh, people go no dude. i don't buy name brand exactly 
exactly yeah. Dude, the uh the uh what what was it my one of my best like one of my most watched <clears throat> tiktoks and instagram was where i was a short snippet of my podcast where i told the story that is found in the power of habit by charles duig about target about how they target knew that this person's daughter was pregnant before the dad did and it was because they had mapped their customers data so well that they knew that because she was buying x y and z that she had to have been in this bucket and and they ended up being right and it was scary how accurate it was like the dad ended up coming like groveling back to target like you were right sorry i yelled at you sorry i tried to sue you for marketing pregnancy to my 16 year old daughter who actually ended up telling me later that night that she was pregnant it was crazy like this that story is so resonates with everybody because it's just a wild this wild proof that like yeah dude like our decisions are heavily influenced by brands and marketing and selling and and like for better or for worse call it whatever you want but like i've benefited from a lot of the things that people have tried to market to me totally oh absolutely and and like i appreciate it right? there are things that i have purchased that i hold in high esteem it's not it's not yeah. the quality, the craftsmanship. It's not the yeah. amazing results that I got from the services because I was emotionally bought in. Yeah. I was like, well, I mm, yeah. I told I people good. when I was selling cars, they'd be like, what, you know, they, we would get in like random discussions and I'd be like, look, if this was a logical decision, you'd buy the shittiest car that I had on my lot, be okay with paying five or $600 a month to maintain it because that's cheaper than buying a $50,000 car that works the first time you buy it. But like at the, but like, you're not doing that. So like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you want the nice car and I don't blame you for that. Right. And then we would go into like talking, but like, that's how I would start some of the closes with some of these guys who are like not closes, but uh, how I would start some of the buying conversations with these, with these people who like just argued with me. I'm like, why would I ever spend $50,000 for a car? Well, because you're sitting down in front of me. That's how I know you're about to do it. <laughs> because like you wouldn't be here you would have gone to ksl found the crappiest car that worked on what you needed right and then you would have found right. a mechanic and just paid whatever he told you to fix it right like but you didn't do that you're here talking to me so now and then i go so can we stop playing games and just get into this or like are we gonna or do you want to keep doing this because like i'll play games with you i'm cool with that <laughs> Dude, it's it's like that that sign over there that people will put on their doors no soliciting but they should <laughs> yeah. put on there going please don't sell to us we buy everything that people try to sell us right because it's it's a self-control issue like if you can't be honest with the kid who shows up at your door just saying hey look i'm not interested i understand yeah. i've already got somebody over there i guarantee you can't beat their price i already trust them i don't yeah. know you but i appreciate you coming by yeah. See you later. And if yeah, they show yeah, up yeah. the next week, I'll be like, all right. Yeah. I'll listen to you. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. People in my neighborhood were mad at the Vivint guys for going around. They're like, did you know Vivint's going door to door? I was like, yeah, I actually just bought my whole Vivint system from the guy who went door to door. It was crazy because I was like, the guy knocked on my door and I was, it was so, it was so uncanny. Like the, like two days before I was talking to my wife, I was like, dude, if like all of our bedrooms are upstairs and I have a sliding screen door that I don't have any protection on. Right. And so the Vivint guy goes, hey, you know, it was crazy. The first thing he goes is like, hey, I saw your screen door. Do you have a lock on that? Or do you know if it's been, do you know uh, how to tell if it's been open or not? And I was like, no. He's like, well, we have these sensors that like will alert you if your screen door has been open or left open so your kids don't leave it open. And I go, that's it, bro. Yeah, have, come, come have a seat. Spent like two grand with him. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, and people were like, we, how do you like door to door people? I'm like, because I needed it. If I didn't need him, I would have been like, hey, dude, appreciate you. Move on to the next. But it was like, I don't know. People always get mad, but I love door to door. I'm like, hey, yeah, come on in, bro. Whatever. If I don't well, like right. it, though, I bought my pest control door to door. I bought Vivint door to door. It's great. I mm -hmm. love it. Now, one thing, I mean, I'm not going to buy magazines because nobody has magazines anymore. So if that kid <laughs> Wait, shows up. Do they up, still do that? Have you had a magazine? No. I don't okay. know. I was like, <laughs> I remember. I, I had a vacuum person. I have a carpet cleaning person come to my house one day. I was like, bro, this is wild. I was like, what do you do? She's like, I sell carpet cleaning. I was like, no way. What was so it, we talked Kirby? I don't know, dude. I, I, I was just fascinated. I was like, you're selling door-to-door -door carpet cleaning. She goes, yeah. I'm like, well, no, I don't want it because I don't really need my carpet clean. I actually, yeah. I told her, I was like, I just had a guy, my wife paid a hundred bucks to do it. I was like, but uh, th that's wild that you still do that. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> not this, not this house though. Go to the next door. But like, <laughs> crazy, man. <laughs> right they they still use older tactics you know my my grandfather who i really didn't know and and from what i know yeah. and he was real dick but he used to sell <laughs> vacuum cleaners door to door and he did really well oh, he did yeah. very well um yeah. 
And I remember works. like, it's great. Well, I mean, I it totally, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it should ever stop. I think it's just sure. the approach. Like you, you said right there, that, yeah. that guy coming over there and saying, Hey, just quick question. And that's great. Right. You're developing it. You're, you're going off of a story rather than yeah. like, hi, my name is Chet and I work for so-and-so <laughs> pest control. Did you know? That's and so it's true. like, and you see him and he's staring, yeah. not at you. He's staring off because he's got that sheet that he's memorizing. His right, right, moving. right, dude. Yeah. But like, you know, what's funny. The pest control guy did the same thing. I answered the door. He saw my kids run by. He's like, Hey, uh, do you guys have like, he's like, obviously I'm with pest control. And I, he goes, but did you, but like, um, he said something about the, you know, the kids, he was like, Hey, are, are, do the kids like, and at the time it was crazy. Cause yeah, we'd find like ant bites or like mosquito bites on my kids. And he'd be like, you know, you know, do you guys, and I'm like, yeah, my kids do get bit. He's like, well, here's what we do for that. And I was like, great. Yeah. We get, there's my card, go spray, come back in a quarter, but it was just crazy. But like, yeah, I appreciate, like I needed it. I appreciated his approach. And then you buy it. Like, I don't know. I didn't, I don't have a no soliciting sign. I'm just like, if I don't want it, I'll just tell you no, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, I don't get mad you. at them either. Why, yeah, why should you, you know, they're, they're trying to yeah. do that. And somebody's building a it's business so, over there. Yeah. That's, that's so crazy. And, and I want to be able to contribute to somebody else's success. You know, I yeah. would be, I'd be a farce if I said that I didn't want to contribute. I, I just, I'm yeah. very hard on the story. Like if Shoot, that's your real. story, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I maybe you it. should try it this way and they go <laughs> who are you you're starting to like, do like yeah dude yeah that's so funny well dude uh we could talk for another couple hours but yeah i will let you go um and because you've been more than generous with your time i know we're busy but before i go though how do people follow you how do people get a hold of you so um <clears throat> real quick uh, shout out over there so i do have another i have a podcast that i started over yeah. uh, a year ago and it's cannabis school and our our focus is to be able to help con new consumers discover that cannabis isn't the devil's lettuce and that can actually help you quite a bit. Um, and so we, we grew uh, within a very short amount of time to be in the number one cannabis podcast in the world. We're number one on Spotify and Apple. Uh, you can find Cannabis School. Uh, you can go to uh, cannabisschool.us, but we're building out the website right now. But uh, our focus is to be able to do that. So if you want to get a hold of me there, or you can find me on LinkedIn at Jesse Angelus. Um, yeah, my, uh, the, the one thing that I want anybody to be able to take away from this is that it matters what you, what you say and how you say it. And if you don't know what you're doing there, then you need to seek out professional help. Uh, you need somebody to come in there that understands those things. So if, if you're in that kind of, uh, mode and you want somebody to tell you your baby's ugly, uh, give me a shout out <laughs> say, Hey, what do you think about my baby? You know, like, I love it. Yeah, dude. I love it. All right, dude. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, you bet brother.